Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Illinois was eliminated, of course. Thanks, Arkansas. But that doesn't mean things slow down on campus at all. In fact, the pace only pickings up yeah the silly season is upon us and the transfer portal is open it is filling up and illinois is not going to escape the new reality of college basketball probably going to have some players on the move going in going out all right that's uh, scott ritchie he'll uh, give you some targets that illinois might be looking at in the portal he'll tell you maybe some current players who might be on the move he'll talk a little ncaa tournament and and of course the big 10 woes in this week's Inside Illinois Basketball Podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Yeah, it's a good Monday morning. Sun is out, right? Warmer temperatures coming our way. But doggone it, Scott Ritchie, I'm still in a bad mood. About the whole doggone weekend. Well, I didn't even make it to the weekend. I know. It just got worse from uh, Illinois looking discombobulated against Arkansas to Purdue doing something against that little tiny team to my beloved Indiana Hoosiers bowing out on Sunday night. Not beloved. I had a sister that went there. <laughs> so she tells me I they should be beloved. Sure. Well, the Big Ten kind of Big ten yeah, oh, NCAA did. tournament. I mean, Michigan State is still alive in the Sweet 16, but they're it. And I know, like, I filled out a a bracket two Sundays ago, right after Selection Sunday. You know, the selection when the selections were announced, and I didn't have a single Big Ten team in the Sweet 16. And people commented on that fact, and it's like, I mean, I kind of feel vindicated. I mean, Michigan State made it, but it took them upsetting Marquette to do it, and I just. There's a lot of discussion about the Big Ten being the best conference in the country, and Brad Underwood repeated that fact this season when it was not true. But they might be during the regular season, but the NCAA tournament belongs to everybody else. All right, this is Inside Illini Basketball. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Welcome to be back in the podcast booth after getting kicked out last week. Uh, Thank you to Joey Wright, our whippersnapper who filled in with two emergency episodes uh, from beautiful Des Moines, Iowa. Technically, Urbandale. Yes, we're uh, – I enjoyed Although that. I think and we might have been in Johnston. I'm not sure. Like right on the border. Hard to tell. A lot, Once yeah. you're in Iowa, things just, get murky. It's just kind of flat. 
But we're back on a regular rotation, as we have for many, many years. We will keep this up on Monday mornings, uh, and then we'll post uh, the podcast Monday afternoon. So Scott Ritchie, despite having another season uh, cut short, will continue to weigh in with his basketball expertise. All for free. Yeah. Not charging you a dime. For <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I, I see none of the residuals <laughs> from the podcast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the basketball season itself might be over for Illinois, but that just means the, the silly season has begun. We're going to go into uh, what players Scott Ritchie thinks might actually return to the roster, if there are any in this day and age in this podcast. Should be. You never know. Maybe. Maybe flush the whole roster. Start new. Uh, just a crazy as Lauren Tate. We follow up on Lauren's Monday morning quarterback show with Brian Barnhart, and I'm on Lauren's side when he says, I hate this. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly different than college basketball used to be, but um, at this point, it's the way of the world. And how you manage your roster has become maybe the most important avenue for success. I mean, it used to be like you just you knew who was going to be on your team. Is you sign a freshman and they're there for four years mostly, and you build a program. Now you just do that every year. You essentially hit the reset button, and the teams that are able to sort of maybe do that a little bit less, I think, are the ones that you're going to see have the most success. I mean, you look at. Kansas last year. That was an old team that played a lot of basketball together, and they won a national championship. This year's Kansas team still had pretty fair continuity, and they set a record for quad one wins um, since that became a thing. Uh, I don't know if Illinois can afford to hit the reset button for a second straight offseason because it didn't work. We can just, I mean, it worked well enough to win 20 games, make the NCAA tournament, but that's no longer the. The definition of success, I think, for Illinois basketball. I mean, Brad Underwood rebuilt the team, the program, into a winner after you know a fairly rough patch there for the end of, at the end of Bruce Weber through the John Gross era. But with success comes fans expecting more, and haven't quite hit that yet. Um, but I, you just can't have nine or ten new guys every year. I, that's just not a, a pathway to a successful program. All right, uh, Richie will continue to weigh in 6 a.m. every morning, IlliniHQ.com. Check it out. Good morning, Illini Nation. Great stuff. He has no more AP Top 25 ballots to submit. Strangely enough, AP doesn't uh, do a final ballot after the championship game, a la football. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't either, but they don't ask me my opinion on that. They just expect me to vote every week and turn in an all-American team. See if you can get that fixed. Sure. Okay. Uh, before we uh, go into what the Illinois roster, in your mind, uh, will look like next year, question about the Big Ten and its misery. Michigan State's not going to win a title, right? Let's just settle on that. So it's uh, the drought continues. Year 2000 was their last championship. And Michigan State. Yeah, I, I'll be surprised if the Spartans they are not. Let's just snap say. that streak themselves. Uh, I just Yeah, there's more talented teams okay. out there. Good for them. Uh, question for you. Uh, another dismal performance. A lot of uh, uh, online social media bickering about all the bids that Ill- that the Big Ten gets. Is, is this come a time where their failures in past tournaments 
uh, go against the conference, and next year maybe they get three three teams in. No, because that's not how the committee views the selection process, and also they're going to put as many power conference teams in there as they can, as they can legitimately sell as being NCAA tournament worthy. So the Big Ten should have no fear about you know, losing bids just because they can't win in the tournament. If they have the resumes to get there, they'll get there. Um, then when they get there, they'll lose. But that's that just hurts the Big Ten. Like it, for every like round one of your conference teams plays, like you get another. I think they call it segment. Um, essentially, it's just a, a unit of money that doesn't come to the conference because they're not in it anymore. Getting a text right now from. B night. Um, yeah, one. Know, don't know what that's a. Pretty sure, I like I. I mean, Lauren Tate texts, so maybe Bobby Knight texts, but I have a hard time believing. All it says was he has I, your number. I was right. Uh, he must be referring to his uh, his hatred of the the introduction of the Big Ten tournament in the mid nineties. He says uh, only one champ. Since that stupid thing was introduced, <laughs> and then a lot of exclamation points and other symbols to yeah. close out the text. It's nice that he did that instead of just using the words that are very was he prolific in his vocab. Hasn't um, helped much, has it? Hasn't. And there's this kind of idea that's like it's okay to lose on Saturday in the Big Ten tournament. Didn't help Illinois. They lost on what Thursday. Yeah. Had all the weekend, so the rest factor is... It's... Illinois had other issues beyond playing a bunch of games in a short period of time. Um, and the way it ended was fairly fitting for this team because it was the same thing they did all year long. Um, no, it's... You know, Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament title, gets beat by a 16. I'm just in a grumpy mood today, Scott Ritchie. Iowa last year, Illinois the year before that. Ed Bond has no answers. Well, they're not going to get rid of the Big Ten tournament, though, because it makes money because they can sell the rights to the games. Okay. So it's here to stay. I would just, if I was a coach, like, I'm just going to tank when I hit the Big Ten tournament. Play hard, but you don't have to win. All right, players are still trying to make money. I saw a commercial over the weekend. Coleman Hawkins, Ty Rogers. Just that? You just saw it the one time because I've did. seen it like a million times mm. watching. Okay, a lot of reaction yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, they're good for them. Keep getting them checks. Yep. I don't need to see it again at this point. Like, if you've been watching the games on CBS, you will have seen that commercial. Yeah, I just constantly. But that's it, the same. I mean, I've seen all of the same commercials for a week now. Illinois' early exit allowed me to attend a daughter's uh, volleyball tournament in Indianapolis where uh, I watched no basketball. How about that? But heard a lot of murmuring from Indiana fans <laughs> on their phones <laughs> while watching volleyball. Yeah, watching My volleyball. God, 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 what the God. That's all Illinois, I heard. I mean, Illinois' early exit, man, I could actually watch. You watch some basketball. Anybody uh, catch your eye? Uh Who's the next Big Ten coach? That's what I was thinking of when I saw highlights of Florida Atlantic. Looked like a whippersnapper, right? Dusty May. He's been really good. He uh, beat Illinois in his debut season with the Owls uh, back in what was that 2018. 
Kofi Coburn was in attendance, watched mm-hmm. Illinois lose to Fort Atlantic in overtime, and then luckily for Illinois, he's like, this team needs me, so he decided to, to come to Champaign. Um, he'll get a job somewhere, probably. If he, I mean, he's built Florida Atlantic into a pretty good team. Okay. Um, next Big Ten coach? Yeah. He'd be a good one. Yeah. Got to have an opening first, but well, he'd be a good one. I mean, I think the most likely opening to come will be Penn State because Micah Shrewsbury will go on to greener pastures. Um, It's not going to be Georgetown. Ed Cooley's leaving Providence for Georgetown in a little Big East move there. But, like, so I think Notre Dame will probably come hard at Micah Shrewsbury. Um, I don't know if Dusty May would be the fit there or if he'd actually Mm, want that job. No. Um, Interesting name there, I think, could be Colgate's coach, Matt Langle. Been really good at Colgate over the last three or four years. Um, be a big jump up, but his teams shoot and make a lot of threes, and that was kind of Penn State's deal this year, so maybe it works. But otherwise, I don't really see a Big Ten job coming open. Kansas State made some wise decision making. Well, it turns out you can have some really down seasons, make a coaching change and make the Sweet 16 all in a single season. Jerome Tang has done uh, an incredible job there. Had some pieces to work with, obviously. Marquise uh, Noel, their returning guard, was terrific. Uh, But then they also hit in the transfer portal, as well as anybody in the country, with Keontae Johnson, who a couple years ago didn't think he'd ever play basketball again after having the heart issue and collapsing on the court when he was at Florida. But... They've been good. They just beat Kentucky. I mean, this isn't a Kentucky of Kentucky old. Still had a lot of talent, but just didn't really coalesce. But Tang and the Wildcats are in the Sweet 16. It's quite the story. Sky Clark to Louisville. Uh, tell me this. His uh, commitment announcement was timed with the Illinois loss on purpose. Yes. Okay. I mean, I don't think you can not have it line up so perfectly on accident. It'd be a heck of a coincidence. Okay. So all these fans on the Illinois side rightfully worried about the young man's, I guess, health or well-being when he said he's going to step away from the program. Was it, uh, was that a sincere step away? or what, do you, what can you tell me about it? just a confusing situation now that you look back at it, Scott Ritchie? Well, certainly nothing was ever officially said by anybody other than Sky Clark saying he's you know, leaving for family reasons, and then Brad Under was like, support Sky and whatever he chooses because okay. that's what you have to say. Um, I don't know. There were Louisville so what happened? rumblings all the time. Give me the scoop. I just don't think, and this wasn't maybe just Sky Clark, but this roster just did not fit, and I don't know that Sky Clark fit. With this group, um, I don't know what he's hoping for, expecting at Louisville. I think he'll, if he wants to take every shot, he can because they've lost several guys to the portal already, and they were a terrible basketball team this year. Um, their coach Kenny Payne also in his first year, so it can all go bad. Um, he's play- he's coaching for his job now. Like if they're not any good next year, he'll be fired. Uh, it's just another sign. Don't go coach at your alma mater. It almost never works. Um, at least it hasn't recently. I don't know. I mean, 
basically in January when Sky Clark left, I had no expectation he'd return, so I stopped thinking about Sky Clark. Other than the fact that um, Elmoy didn't really have a point guard on his roster, uh, particularly a veteran point guard because they went the Sky Clark route and really handcuffed themselves because they needed someone that could run an offense because they didn't really run an offense very well. Every argument, though, seems to have a counterpoint. Um, we talked about Arizona and how they got Courtney Ramey, and that's who they, that's who Illinois needed, that veteran point guard, and then Arizona goes in and loses their first-round game. Uh, you could twist and turn things to fit your agenda is what I'm saying, Scott Ritchie. Yeah. I mean, Arizona probably should not have lost to Princeton, but Princeton also just beat Missouri. So maybe you know, the, the Ivy League representative is not bad. They also... The Arizona game was what, like fifty-eight, fifty-five. They made that the kind of basketball game they had to to beat Arizona. All right, Illinois can't score in the NCAA tournament. That's what I know. That's fairly accurate. Right, Got to fix that. Not sure how. Maybe start chucking right off the bat. Play with a ten-second shot clock in your head. I mean, I think chucking was part of their problem anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranked, if I can see if I remember this off the top, I had fifty-ninth in three-point attempts per game. 340th in three-point percentage. Less chucking probably would have helped them. Um, I don't know. Like They need to figure out what their offensive identity is because I don't think they have one. I, I, don't, I don't think that. I know that, that, that they don't have one. You know, Brett Underwood recruited a different kind of roster this year, was going to run you know, that five-out switch everything on defense, but five-out offensively with a lot of shooters, shooters that couldn't shoot very efficiently as it turns out. Scrapped it, went you know more of what he did last year with Dane Danger plaguing the Kofi Coburn role a little bit. That was also not super effective. Need to figure out that piece because defensively they weren't always great, but they were they played good enough defense to win. Offensively is where like they just could not figure it out. All right, Scott Ritchie will be uh, with the other News Gazette sports writers Monday. Ed Bond will be there, I think, at the Esquire, 5 o'clock, here from Shauna Green. She was supposed to be there last week, but had to leave early to South Bend where the the Illini women's team got bounced by a pretty good Mississippi State team. Pretty tall Mississippi State yeah, team. Yeah, the, their big, tall center was kind of showed what Illinois women were missing. Yeah, and that wasn't really a surprise. It's kind of been the piece that they didn't have all year and Kendall Bostic not being totally healthy didn't help that. Um, but yeah, so Shauna Green will also be venturing into the, the portal over the next few months and she's leaving. No, she's coach is venturing. Oh, she, okay. Looking for players. Don't scare me like that. Scott. Although as good of first season as she had at Illinois, like at some point, Josh Whitman's going to have to pony up or lose her to, uh, a bigger name program on the women's side would be my guess. Um, but Shauna Green can return, I, I think, almost all of her team. They have a little bit of scholarship flexibility to go find a center that can help them compete, not only in the Big Ten, where they're, like on the men's side, posts have some value, but also, obviously, um, nationally. when There's some really talented post players out there that, are very tall, and Illinois doesn't have one yet. All right, find that podcast where you find this one. Uh, we podcast uh, at least once a day on the sports side of things on DWS Sports Talk. Good stuff to listen to. Let's go back to the men here. 
Coach Richie. Best, say, best case scenario. Now we're into the portal portion of this podcast. Best case scenario for Brad Underwood coming back, players on this team, would be what? All of them. Okay. But. But that's not going to happen. I mean, Matthew Meyer, again, can't, the only right? one that can't. Everybody else can. Would not expect Terrence Shannon to, although if the NIL numbers look better than, say, a non-two-way deal for a second-round pick, maybe he does come back. Okay. Um, NIL in Illinois, is it's a good combo, it seems to be. They made it happen on the football side. Get guys like Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph back. Um, and on the basketball side, to get guys like Terrence Shannon, Matthew Meyer. Um, that wasn't a purely basketball decision. Part of it was because they got to be featured players um, after you know, careers at Texas Tech and Baylor where they were more one of the guys instead of a guy or the guy. Um, so we'll see what they can do, but I would anticipate Terrence Shannon to go. Can't, I mean, I don't know that for sure. Um, same with Coleman Hawkins, I think. Then, But those two could return. Everybody could return except for Meyer. But it's not going to happen because that doesn't happen anymore. Worst case scenario, who's the, who's the player that, in your mind, might jump ship? that maybe we're not expecting to jump ship. I mean, I think two months ago, I don't know. Yeah, two-ish months ago. I don't think anyone would have said Jaden Epps. But I think you can say it now. Because there was, after you know he took over that main point guard, and I would use air quotes, but this is a podcast and you can't see him, um, De facto point guard role, minutes went up, production was pretty good. Then there were just some moments late in the season where he was on the bench and didn't play. Then he had, obviously, whatever the concussion slash scary situation was after that. In practice, missed a couple games. But he was back for the NCAA tournament, was healthy, wasn't on a minutes restriction, and just didn't really play against Arkansas and you know he said he was fine said he didn't know didn't think that it was a matchup thing and still didn't play so I don't know there's just some undercurrent there if you take that and add it to just some of the late season stuff and maybe he goes but maybe he doesn't I don't know that's why they call it the Silly season, to be polite. I'd call it something else. but There are portal watchers. Uh, follow along. Uh, uh, Scott certainly will pass along what he hears and uh, finds out. But uh, this is a fluid time of year, more so than ever. Um, there isn't a timing. I find the timing odd of the portal, the start of the portal season. Uh, uh, I, coaches, would th- I would think they would just coaches like do too. after the Final Four, maybe, yeah. started. Instead of uh, the Monday after the season is the regular season is officially over. Um, that's a choice, but it's a 60 day window. If you want to be eligible to play the next season, like you have to put your name in 
in that 60-day period. So on one hand, teams will know who, at least who they're losing. And honestly, by late April, if they haven't finalized the rosters, like that's when they get a little antsy. So okay. we should know in the next month and a half. Follow along on social media because that's what everybody does now um, as far as the player movement. Sincere Harris saying, I'm coming back, right? Um, I, but he's the only one that uh, – I mean, I expected that. Well, you should know that because you follow these guys on social media. No, I just as it expected okay. him to – of the of the players that could stay or go, I anticipated Sincere Harris staying. Okay. Anybody else you're fully confident that maybe has not taken their intentions to Instagram yet? Like, he's back. Like, f- how, like, how, how like, fully is fully? Uh, 74%. Oh, that's that, that's my my line of full. Okay, uh, I think Luke Goody. Okay, there's two. Uh, we got a backcourt. <laughs> Part of one. How about uh, the big guy in the middle? How about I think Dane will come back because if he transferred again, he'd have to sit. Unless, well, he can always find some way to get out of that. But anticipate him coming back. All right, we got a center. Seventy-four percent. Yeah, I could say seventy-four on Dane. Uh, Ty Rogers. All right. There's, my, there's one wing. He hustles. Yes? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got four starters back. I would say 74% Colin oh, uh, Hawkins. Brandon Lieb. All right, there's your backup. Backup center. But you're not buying the Coleman Hawkins argument that I'm, I'm bringing to that the That he's going to come back? Yeah. No. Okay. And... He's got uh, of that, any of the players. That doesn't on the, mean he'll go pro either. Okay, I'm just saying of any of the players on the current team, he seems to have the most uh, community ties. Not that that means anything, but he's the one that, uh, in my mind, connects. Yeah, if you just take out the entire social media factor, because Illinois fans hate him. Right, I don't get it. I mean, six turnovers was not good against Arkansas, but, like, tell me you don't understand basketball without telling me you don't understand basketball. I'm and he just, he was not, I mean, it was obviously, the loss was still very, very fresh, but he was didn't seem in a particularly happy place. Okay. Thursday evening. But should Illinois turn this thing around and maybe make a run one of these years in the NCAA tournament, just think of the praise you would receive. As the guy who stuck around, gutted it out. I mean, that's why Illinois fans love Trent Frazier so much, because he stayed for five mm-hmm. years, him and DeMonte Williams. Right. Well, you're not helping me, Scott Ritchie, doggone it. I need, I need players back that I know are going to be back. I need, I need portal targets that are looking at Illinois that they're going to they're convince to come here. Yeah, well, it's... Come on. That, make, make me feel better. That just doesn't exist anymore. Um, now, there are some portal targets. I don't know if we talked about Nick Timberlake from Towson on the last time. we. Were, I don't know that we did because it might have happened after. But veteran guard, it'll be his, wherever he plays next, will be his sixth year of college basketball. Um, good shooter. Shot 41% from three for Towson this past year. Uh, Average like 15 points per game. Um, had... And even just the initial, he's in the portal, these teams are interested list. It's like 25 teams. Um, turns out veteran guards that can shoot in high demand. Anybody that can shoot in high demand because 
Illinois, apparently there's also some interest in a freshman, uh, the Southern Conference Freshman of the Year, in fact, out of Wofford, uh, Jackson Pavletsky. Um, a lot of Brandon Pajimski comps you can make there. Uh, last names kind of sound the same. Both from Wisconsin. Both put up huge numbers in high school. Um, Pavletsky, though, played as a freshman at Wofford. Kind of, as it turns out, looked like he was under-recruited. Wasn't ranked by anybody. Had zero stars. Um, then put up like 15 points. Three assists, three rebounds per game. Shot 39% from three um, this year for the, the Terriers. And, of course, uh, not a surprise, I don't think, that he's in the portal because uh, Wofford's coach resigned mid-year, and there were reports that the players went to administration because they were unhappy. So not a great situation at Wofford. Um, but he's in the portal and also has, like, two dozen it's had two dozen teams at least reach out or something. You're going to get a lot of that. All right. Follow along with Scott Ritchie on Twitter on, um, at newsgazette.com. How about your final power poll of this season? I'd be interested. To, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Matthew Meyer fell off the top three list after leading for much of the latter parts of the year. Yeah, he's not on it. Okay. What a dismal ending that was. He made. Why don't you explain that to me? I can't. Okay. He made we'll one of his there. last 23 points. Seemed disinterested at the end? Yeah. Okay. Is he going to finish classes, do you think, here? Uh, he's getting some master's certificate, so not okay. a degree out. Sure. How does that work? I have I no idea. I didn't. When it goes wrong and you just leave? Can. All right. I mean, he doesn't have to be eligible to play basketball anymore. Okay. That's the sad part of this this uh, change business so much. I'm sure there's tons of players like Matthew Meyer where it just doesn't work in the end. It worked yeah. kind of during the season, but in the end it didn't work and he has no ties to Illinois and Illinois I think they care about him. Maybe. I mean, maybe you know, right. some obviously, but right. uh, yeah, you know, just talking with him after the loss of Arkansas, he's going to take a couple of weeks off and then start uh, training. With his, whoever, like whoever his agent and trainer set up. So okay. Anyway, back to your power pole. He's not on it anymore. Oh man, what a precipitous fall that was. Well, when you make one of your last twenty threes, that, that'll do it. That'll do it on Richie's power pole. You got to shoot better than that. Well, you don't. Have, uh, not on this one, because okay, <laughs> none of them. It'd be a short power pole. It'd be a power pole of zero. Um, like Luke Goody, I think wound up their best shooter, but he played. 10 games and it doesn't count um oh man this is probably tougher than it should be but you know Terrence Shannon I suppose at one okay Coleman Hawkins at two and we'll go well for the future here Ty Rogers there you go the final power pull of the uh 2022-2023 season. Coaching staff intact. You see anything, uh, any shuffles going on there? I mean, like with the roster, I think anything can happen. Okay. I don't know that I would anticipate it, but I would not be surprised. It's just everybody moves these days. Brad Underwood, he'll be back. How about that? Okay. I see uh, Gonzaga is still alive with uh, 
the former Illinois assistant. I see San Diego State with a former Illinois type leading the way. Anybody else out there still on the coaching ranks still playing? So there might be. Hard to um, not off the top of my head. Look back in the day. Yeah, Gonzaga has a couple connections there. Roger Powell, obviously, Stephen Gentry. Um, who should I be pulling for, Scott Ritchie? If you, and who should Illinois fans be pulling for of the sixteen teams left? Well, I think just on a underdog basis, maybe Florida Atlantic. Nope. No. Nope. Move on. Wrong answer. <laughs> uh, I maybe Illinois fans will root on Miami because they beat Indiana. Mm, nah. Nope. And I guess it can't be Michigan State. Nope. Probably. Um, I'll tell you when you're right. Well, I've only got this is how this podcast works. <laughs> if you don't yeah. remember, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> this um, ain't Joey Wright on the other end. Yeah. Can we bring him back? <laughs> Uh, Xavier? Nope. No. Don't Does like have it. a connection to Illinois, though. Uh, Jack Nungy, they're one of their best players. Right. Very large man. Uh, played at Iowa, but his sister Jessica was on the Illinois volleyball team. Excellent. So, maybe Xavier. All right. They're number three. Um, hmm. I would go Gonzaga. Come on. Oh. Come on. Yeah. I don't mind them. They, yeah, they well, it's, do. Just, it's always just been for like a decade. It was like, yeah, let's root for Gonzaga because they're kind of the plucky right. non-power conference team. But it's like Drew Timmy had an Illinois offer, right? Was <laughs> Drew Timmy might have wound up at Illinois if Stephen Gentry would have been on Brad Underwood's initial staff because okay. he was the one that found him. And I don't he, like- he was the one that recommended Drew Timmy to Mark Few. Kansas State, I don't mind. I say you can go ahead and root for them. And why not Arkansas? I know. Eric Musselman did rip his shirt off. He did, and I like that. So why not? There's some there's some teams that I'll be rooting for. How about that? Let's okay. frame it that way. I don't know who you are rooting for. But all I know I, is that, I'm mostly just rooting for good basketball, like okay. fun to watch basketball. I'd like to congratulate Scott Ritchie on ending what was the worst season in News Gazette prediction history. On a win, mind you. All right? You picked Arkansas to beat Illinois. That was a last-minute change. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. You should have said I knew it all along. Well, I had to talk myself into Illinois at first. Okay. And I, I mean, I got there because Arkansas, I mean, they beat Kansas, so maybe just as inconsistent. Like, it could have gone either way. But um, eventually I was like, Illinois just can't get out of its own way most of the time, so. And you were right. I All right. So. Uh, our prediction uh, roster will probably change. Fine. Uh, we'll go through the, the portal, <laughs> portal procedure as well. We're, we're looking, uh, we're scour- scurrying, scouring different newspapers around the land to see who did well at the uh, smaller papers Here's with the their predictions. Here's the thing. I, I don't, does anybody do this anymore? <laughs> it might just be me. It could be. And boy, do you take a, a beating for doing it too. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Like, yeah. There'd Not only a, do I take a beating on this podcast, we've had people call into the radio show to do it. <laughs> um, just I get it everywhere. Well, here's to a better season next year, Scott. You can't it can't get worse, right? Well, but it could. Um, and I, I just honestly I don't foresee it being any better because I think there's going to be maybe not as much roster turnover, but there's going to be 
significant amount, and like I'm not going to have any feeling about another brand new Illinois team. You just unless, need- they, unless they just do things differently, do things better, more consistently, but. Maybe schedule like twelve pansies right off the bat. Get you, get you a twelve and zero start. Stop, stop giving me the Texases and the UCLA's and the Virginias. Well, it's going to be tough because I think Illinois will be in some Thanksgiving event. Uh, Big Ten ACC challenge is gone though, so don't have to worry about that. Uh, they are playing Tennessee next year in Knoxville. Um, sort of early December game, uh, but like there'll be six or seven of those. Low majorish types on the schedule, all home games. So, guaranteed those, maybe. All right, next week's uh, Inside Illini basketball podcast. We'll have uh, we'll have the Final Four breakdown. We'll probably have a maybe some roster news. Who knows? It moves fast. Could be. I mean, yeah. we're getting like April is kind of the big month for all of that, but it certainly it it starts at least in March, and we'll see where that goes. More of the players on leaving side of things instead of coming in, but I don't know. It's going to be a wild next month or two. All right, Scott, thank you for a great season of coverage. Um, I know the season doesn't end. It only picks up from here on out, but we do appreciate uh, your insight and your hard work, and uh, thank you for that. All right, we'll talk to you next Monday.